0: In order.
1: Okay, welcome to the Queen Anne's County Commissioner's meeting. This is a public meeting that is being aired live on our local cable television station, QAC-TV7. These media broadcasts provide county citizens an opportunity to watch and review our scheduled public meetings. In addition to our live audience this evening, we are providing remote options for citizens to watch and participate in the county commissioner meetings. Citizens may watch our meeting live on our Queen Anne's County website at qac.org slash live or on our television channel, Breeze Line Channel 7 and High Definition Channel 507. No, we were using our regular voice. Citizens may also participate by joining the live Zoom meeting by going to qac.org slash public comment. Citizens may also email comments to public comment at qac.org. All comments received will be read during the present public comment period on this evening's agenda. We acknowledge everyone's participation and by attending you acknowledge that this session is both recorded and aired. Press and public comment will be taken and is limited to three minutes per person. If you can't or speak, please sign the information table, information on our table in the lobby. Comments longer than three minutes can be submitted in writing for our commissioner's review. We will now stand and be led in the Pledge of Allegiance by Commission President Chris Corcorino.
2: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States, States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. If you could uh,
0: remain standing. As you see, we have the, uh, the pink ribbons up for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so please a moment of silence for all of those that have lost their battle with breast cancer. Thank you.
1: Thank you, commissioners. Um, That brings us to um, the approval of today's agenda for our meeting October 11th. We submitted the regular session minutes from the previous meeting on September 27th, along with the roads board minutes and the sanitary commission minutes from September 13th. They've all been circulated for your review. Do we have any additions and or corrections?
3: Motion to uh, amend the agenda to include one action item. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Aye to approve I submitted the amended agenda and attached minutes. Second. All in favor? Aye. Uh, Any opposed?
1: Okay. All right thank you commissioners. We just held a closed session under the uh, general provisions article uh, 3305B.7 to consult with counsel to obtain legal advice and no decisions were made in our closed session. So that brings us to our first press and public comment
0: period. There's none. We don't have any. We'll we'll skip that then. Okay.
1: Okay. We are Patrick in. Yeah, we can bring uh, county attorney Pat Thompson in. We have a public hearing scheduled for. But he can't speak for 5 one minute. 540 p.m. So we are just slightly ahead of schedule. And, uh, this is. Um, My wife says <laughs> This is legislation. This is county set hearing for county ordinance 2211.
4: Roll with it. Ready, Mr. Thompson. This is a public hearing being held by the County commissioner of Queen Anne's County, October 11th, 2022, at 5:40 p.m. in the County Commissioners Meeting Room, Liberty Building, 107 North Liberty Street, Central Maryland. To receive public comments regarding proposed County Ordinance 2211, a bill entitled an Act Concerning Treatment Charges for Septics for the purpose of revising the provision regarding treatment charges for sep- sewer septics, providing that such charge will be established under the Queen Anne's County Sewer System Race Schedule and may be amended from time to time by resolution of the County Commissioners and generally revising and updating the provisions on septic treatment charges in Queen Anne's County by amending section 24, 120 of the Code of Public Local Laws. All persons who wish to comment on the proposed ordinance may do so at the hearing. Speakers will be limited to three minutes each. Written testimony of any length can be submitted all before the hearing date to the County Commissioners. Copies of proposed ordinance have been available to the County Commissioner's Office prior to the hearing during regular business hours, all hearing sites are accessible. Individuals with disabilities, sign language interpreters and assist listening systems are available. Part of the record, of the proceeding will be a certificate of publication indicating that notice tonight's hearing is published in the Bay Times, the Record Observer, two successive weeks prior to tonight's hearing. Is there any public comment with respect to proposed county ordinance 20 through
0: 11? All right. Shocker. We'll leave that record up for two weeks and go to the next meeting. Thank you, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mr.
1: Thompson. All right, commissioners, that uh, concludes that hearing. We can now move um, into our first. And only presentation this evening, we have uh, Dr. Joe Sietola for a health department update. Dr. Atola Good evening.
5: Good evening. Well, first first see, off, nice to see you in front of us again. It's been a while. First off, I'd like to apologize for not being here two weeks ago when the budget item came up about the zoll fence. Unfortunately, I had another meeting, and the meeting was with Mr. Omicron. So <laughs> it's been an interesting 10 days to two weeks with Omicron. Mm. So after two and a half years of battling it, uh-huh. I found finally you. lost. So
2: <laughs> it's, it's, down.
5: it's been nice recovering. But good evening, everybody. So tonight I'm going to give you basically where we are for fiscal 23 with the health department health department is back open in normal business activity we have reached our 10-month anniversary of no IT connection because of the breach from MDH back in December of last year we're currently in the process and there's six jurisdictions that have decided not to go with MDH, Office of Ian OET, mm. but to go with the state do it for our connection. We are in the process of doing this. To say it has been a, a convoluted road would be an understatement dealing with IT, security, protection, what devices are allowed, but Fortunately, I think within the next month, month and a half that we should be fully connected again so that we have access to all of our data and reporting capabilities. The other jurisdictions in the state that have decided to go with MDH, their personnel will now become state employees. The pins will be changed from county pins to state pins. So that means that the IT staff in those health departments that go with MDH will no longer truly be under the control of local health department. I did not feel that that was an appropriate way to go with Queen Anne County. We have an excellent IT staff, and that way they are multi-activity, multifunctional, and we control the process. So, so, so
3: doctor, the, the state's been backed up, but we just haven't been able to link up with them, right? Correct? Because of all the, the issues in terms correct. of correct.
5: even MDH has not been fully back up. It's still been coming in in bits and pieces, right.
3: but they've they've got back. They've got they're better them. than they were 10 months ago.
5: Yes, yes. Okay. And So are we right? Because we've bought new laptops. We've scrubbed our equipment to make sure that there's no other viruses or whatever. So that's the update for our do it reunification with IT. As far as the department is concerned, we did have an issue with loss of staff in our addictions program. We currently have an acting director for addictions who seems to be doing a very good job. We are actively (coughs) recruiting for more peers to address the issue of the response for those that seek treatment both inpatient and outpatient and we've been very successful with our Narcan distribution and pushing it as much as possible and I must say that I was very pleased with the representation that occurred with Queen Anne County goes purple I mean we had an excellent response and Jim I'd like to thank you for that support with the other commissioners and Thank we you. had
6: your staff here at our last meeting training us on an Arcan. so oh. we all are carrying it now
5: and <coughs> looking at where we are as a nation with the amount of fentanyl that is now out there and what really scares me is the ones that look like skittles mm-hmm. and I think every parent needs to be very vigilant about what is in their household, what their children are being exposed to because <coughs> when we're dealing with the fentanyl, sometimes that 2 milligrams of Narcan doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. And he, and that's why I've been, and strongly stressed with our staff, give out as much as we have and get it out because 2 milligrams may not be enough at that time that it's needed. So everybody should probably have at least two to three nasal dispensers, of Narcan, in their home. As far as other activities, infant and toddler program has been back in business. We've had 42 new referrals since the 1st of July. So that's encouraging. Right now we're servicing 72 birth to three year old in the program and 14, three to kindergarten age. Our WIC program was just awarded the USDA Breastfeeding Award of Excellence for the program they run with breastfeeding with the new mothers. The only organization in the entire Mid-Atlantic that received that award, so kudos to them. Family planning, we've resumed increasing the volume for family planning. In fact, we had 47 clients since the 1st of July, 12 of them completely new to the program. New initiatives, our community outreach nursing program and community services, we've contracted contractually with a dietitian, and we're actually running programs now in our senior centers on healthy lifestyles and healthy plant-based food options, specifically the Mediterranean diet. So it's been received with quite a bit of enthusiasm. And to be honest, the Gratianville Senior Center is taking the lead on the interest in activity. So I'm very pleased with that. That's now, right. And I'll get to COVID. COVID, as we all know, is something we're gonna to learn to live with. And realistically, our numbers, we've had 119 deaths since the beginning of COVID. And that goes back to essentially March of 2020. We currently have one person in the hospital, not in the ICU. We have no further COVID outbreaks. We've had consistent outbreaks, Chester Y, Corsica, and some of the assisted living. But at this point in time, we're sitting at zero outbreaks. Realistically, we are in a low transmission mode, according to CDC and state data. We're averaging about anywhere from six to eight positive cases a day, but it varies during the the week. Is that the Omicron? It's basically the Omicron B. There has been no new variants. Did that. Okay. We have distributed through the health department 24,424 home COVID test kits. Now, when you think about it, we've essentially, according to our data, the state data is saying that we've had 8,000 positive cases. When we look at our data and we, we try and record as much home data that's reported to us, for the entire pandemic, we've had about 12,357 positive cases. Some of those are repeat cases and of those over 4000 have been fully vaccinated and boosted. I think the most important thing for us to realize is that we're not seeing a lot of severity in the disease at this point in time requiring ICU or hospital admission now. Back to my respirator request and ventilator request. The reason I really push that is when we looked at the Zoll respirator, it does not only ventilation, but it does CPAP. And one thing that we have never had here in Queen Anne County and no other jurisdiction in the state that is 911 has the capability to do BiPAP. BiPAP is a Different degree of respiratory support for those individuals with compre- chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And with COVID, and especially with the long COVID, we were seeing a lot of respiratory breathing issues now. And I figured we take somebody into the hospital on CPAP because that's all we have until we get the new vents. The minute they hit the ER door, The CPAP comes off and they're putting BiPAP on them. And I figure, hey, we put BiPAP on them because we got a 15 to 30 minute transport at least. We can turn those patients around with BiPAP by the time we get to the ER. So that means their ED stay may be less and it may not even require admission. BiPAP isn't uh, intubated though, is it? No, it's strictly mask. And we've talked to... Dr. Chismire, the state, a matter of fact, he was here when we demoed it. And he is very impressed with the fact that we as a 911 system will be able to do this because up to this point in time, the commercial side of EMS going from hospital to hospital has been able to do it. But no 911 service has had
7: it. Why is that if it's not innovative?
5: Well, it could is they, innovative, but- Could it, you tell us what the hell the difference is between the two, please, sir? The BiPAP basically not only gives you a positive pressure, Mm -hmm. but it retains the pressure so that it keeps the lungs inflated. Mm -hmm. CPAP and anybody who's had to wear those things at night for obstructive pulmonary disease are miserable, they're uncomfortable, and it just gives you a blast of air. And it doesn't do anything to keep the lung expanded where the BiPAP will. Mm -hmm. So it makes oxygenation better, as well as expansion of the loan but that's why i felt that we need and i wanted to get it in two weeks ago when we gave it to you because the estimate we got was good to the 30th of september and then we were looking at a 2000 per unit price rise on the units we ordered enough to make all of our units have them our transport units as well as our tour supervisor units quick quick question doc on the BIPAP. Mm -hmm. Is
2: that something that um, is short term though, you you can only use it for a short period of time?
5: BiPAP is usually short term. CPAP can be long term.
2: Sure. But the BiPAP, you said, explains that it keeps the lungs uh, open. It
5: it still leaves the, the pressure there to keep the lungs inflated. And especially who's in pulmonary edema, where there's a lot of fluid, it's pushing the fluid out of the alveoli or the lung sac. So
2: but now any longer than the, say the
5: 25 minutes is yeah, some people they'll put it on for several hours. Oh, Okay.
2: And that's my question. Will will take the place of a CPAP one day.
5: Not really. Okay. Because the equipment is so different and it, it has to be monitored pressure wise. It needs to be supervised by a respiratory therapist or someone trained in it. So as far get back to COVID since First of July, we have been we've done probably close to I would say three hundred and seventy five, almost four hundred vaccines. The majority of the vaccinated individuals at this point in time are fifty and older, which is the higher risk.
2: You said Spart- 50? Hmm? fifty or fifteen? You said fifty and over.
5: Five zero. Okay. As far as COVID, on COVID testing with the health department on a regular basis since July, we're averaging anywhere from 250 to 320 tests a month. So the home test, I think, has really mm-hmm. been the go-to for mm-hmm. everybody, and it's amazing how sensitive the, the test is because my wife and I both tested. We, she started feeling bad Thursday night. We tested on Saturday morning. She's positive. I started feeling a little funky on Friday night. We tested again Saturday morning. It was positive within 24 hours. And when you with the Omicron B, when you put the swab in, you kind of know what the result's gonna be before you wait 15 minutes because the thing really lights up.
3: Mm.
5: But the tests are effective and basically, the the word I have for people is if you're symptomatic and you test, stay home, stay home, hydrate and you will get through this and gives you great immunity now.
6: Mm -hmm.
5: So
3: Jack, what's the uh, and and because people have asked me and I guess it's a good thing for people to rotate them out. What is the shelf life on these different tests? Because I know I've seen various
5: some of them right now are looking to expire December of 22. And I think that the manufacturer is saying additional six months.
3: But people should check. Check the the
5: expiration dates and we can still get them. And I think you can still pick them up. But how long the federal program is going to last? Because I don't think the president did anything with the declaration that that was to expire on October 1st from a federal standpoint. So but the more we have and then we will try and get more. We will get them out to the public. I got a piece of news, it's breaking news, and you're gonna hear it just about the same time that the county commissioners in Talbot County are gonna hear it from Ken Cozell. The application for the CON for the regional hospital, insure through UMS, University of Maryland Medical System, will be submitted. The letter will go in in February. The CON for the regional, not replacement hospital, Regional Hospital Center will go in to the Maryland Healthcare Commission in January. Wow! And this has been accomplished with a lot of meetings and presentations at the University of Maryland Medical System Corporate Board. Matter of fact, the Thursday and Friday before I got COVID, that's where I was, and with Gary Magnum and myself presenting with. The former chair of the board from Shore, we did a presentation to the board, and it was a unanimous vote from Alms Corporate to move forward to give approval to now build a regional hospital. You in said California.
6: regional, not replacement. What, what did you? For Eastern Hospital. For Eastern. Eastern. Correct. So. The
5: original CON was a replacement hospital. Right. And, now, and, and, and closer might, this way. Move it closer towards this way. Yeah. So, so, that certificate of need, when, when will we hear? That you will start hearing things once the application goes in, but Ken Cosell right now is telling the Cal Talbot commissioners <laughs> that the process is a go. It has gotten UM's corporate board approval and will move forward with a regional hospital. And that location's already about, been
6: selected. Hmm? The location's already been selected.
5: Location is accepted by the airport, by the property, between the airport and That's the right, community man. center.
3: I mean, that's the and same you need to it.
5: understand the, the changing the wording and the designation of this as a regional hospital because what the the plan was all along a hub and spoke. Dorchester now has their freestanding ED with observation beds. We led the state with the freestanding ED in Queenstown. And with Chestertown being set up as a geriatric type of facility for the upper shore this now increases the fact that we need a hub that can deal with the volume and the degree of severity in disease because when you look at the zoning and planning of what's going on and the amount of 55 and older the assisted livings that are coming to the shore and the whole volume of increased population in the shore, a replacement hospital wouldn't do it. I haven't seen the specifics as to the number of beds, both in the ICU or the emergency room or observation, but I think these are all the plans that we will now start to see publicized as it moves forward. So you just got breaking news, ladies and gentlemen.
7: That's great, two questions. Um, you say you don't know the number of beds, but the original replacement was talking 120. Then it got clipped down to like
5: 105. It's, would this basically free them up to It gives them the opportunity to readdress those numbers. Right, exactly. Because of the cardiac cath, the stenting program, mm-hmm. and the need for ICU beds, and increasing the size potentially of the the cardiac lab, will change that. And also because of the number of emergency, both walk-in and EMS, we've had a major issue, as you all know, with wait times in the ER because of not only bed capacity, but staffing issues. And the other commitment that we really got out of the UMS corporate meeting, was a plan to really work on recruitment for not only primary care, but specialty care, nurse practitioners, and physician's assistants here on the Eastern Shore and the Mid Shore. Because we have a real paucity of available primary care in the Mid Shore. And I keep hammering on that desk to say we need I mean, the University of Maryland School of Medicine has always been the, the place where people train who want to stay in Maryland. And we need to really be able to show what rural medicine is, and we can do that with electives for those residents in primary care, family medicine, ER, and specialty care. We used to do it before in the late 70s. We need to get back to it.
6: Sure, we don't want to move it to 213 of 50.
5: (laughs) I'm afraid that that horse has lost left the barn and the barn has collapsed.
7: So second question from me, The, the constraints on the hospital as it lives now have been basically staffing staffing constraints as as per Hefner. Are they willing because the hospital's got
5: a filled out time, a couple of years at least. We're looking at five years. When you really think about it, this is a five year program and there's nothing to say that we can't really stress now on building up our work staff and workforce in the next five years to be able to be a comparable health staff in that, in the five jurisdictions of the mid shore.
7: I don't know if you answered the question I was about to ask, which is, are they really supportive of? basically giving Easton the muscle to bring people in and get the mess straightened out because they are still running 168 hours of red this week.
5: I know. According to the discussion and the agreement from the CEO, Dr. Hunt, that they are in support of that, moving forward with workforce development, both nursing staff as well as Primary care. The time will be, the details will really play it out how much we really get and how much activity. But trust me, I'm a bulldog with a bone and I'm not going to stop. Health care is number one priority. To Absolutely. Me, is. Period. I would
7: think Mr. Mangum was a help also and we should thank him.
5: Barry Mangum was a tremendous help and I think he along with several other members of the board really pushed this issue. So that's pretty much Great my news. update for the last three months. Yeah. Any questions, questions news?
6: Very well, thank you.
5: Anything publicized?
0: Flu season, what are we expecting? Good.
5: Mm-hmm. Flu? Yeah. Well, if you look at what's going on in New York State, it makes everybody a little nervous because it's really kind of ramping up Mm-hmm. flu we are vaccinating for flu we have been we've been doing the schools we've been doing the school vaccinations we're actually doing combined flu and covid booster with the the people have a
0: choice if if they don't want the covid ant- vaccine they can just get the flu right
5: we're doing if some want both we are doing one arm in the flu and one arm mm-hmm. in the covid but Realistically, I think we're going to look at a tough flu year. We've had two years without very much flu. Some of that was due to the isolation, the closures, mm-hmm. the masking. But again, it's basically common sense. hand washing. If you're going into a, a crowded area and you know flu's prevalent, it won't hurt you to wear a mask to help reduce your chances of getting it. But the key factor is: if you're sick, stay home, hydrate, take your antipyretics, get the fever down, take your aspirin, take your ibuprofen, and hydrate.
2: So I asked you a question earlier, um, Dr. Cetola, about folks that have both their vaccines and their booster. Can they get another booster at this time?
5: They have the Omicron B variant now. The bivalent booster is out. So those that want to get that can get it. And we've been giving vaccine. We had a little bit of a short supply two weeks ago because the state wasn't receiving its full allotment from the feds, but mm-hmm. that's been corrected. We do have flu vaccine right now. We're vaccinating regular flu vaccine as well as for the 65 and older extra strength vaccine for flu.
2: Can you tell can you tell for our tv audience how people can go about getting that second booster or their flu shots
5: we're doing both flu and covid boosters and covid shots on tuesdays and fridays they can go to the queen anne county health department site and go ahead and sign up
2: Tuesday and friday do they need to call
5: ahead get an appointment make an appointment because the numbers are increasing and we may Depends on the supply of vaccine too. So you got to understand, that's why I think it's important to have as many appointments filled as we can and not just take it to it as an open walk-in. We are going to do the senior centers, Mm -hmm. send the nursing crew down, the CD, the communicable disease nurses to the senior centers. And I'm trying to work out what we're going to do with some of the senior housing, because it's a question of staffing issues now for us, as well as available vaccine. So we're working on those angles. Any other questions? Anybody else?
7: How many uh, Omicrons have you shot so far?
5: Omicron vaccines? Yeah. Roughly. Roughly, probably about 25,000. About half the population. Wow. But that goes all the way back to remember now, not just this year. That goes back
7: to, no, I'm talking about boosters of the last, last
5: booster, boosters, booster three. I don't know if I have a breakdown specifically just of the, the bivalent. Okay, that's cool.
1: Yeah. Cool. I Any more questions to... for Doc? the the desk item we had commissioners was here yeah well he he was here for his update but it just so happens the desk item we have is from the Health Department for the new another grant that uh, they successfully pulled in for the pearls program which is a uh, telephonic services designed to help individuals with depression uh, physical impairments and isolation so um, Doc's here if you want to make a motion on that
2: Well, there isn't one already written,
1: but. should should be on your outline sheet, Commissioner. And that's for the grant, that's
5: the Pearl's oh, grant. The Pearl's grant, the Pearls grant yes. You guys have
2: it already. Somebody's got it up
3: already. I move to approve the health department's request to purchase a program to encourage active and rewarding lives in the amount of $48,000. Second. Thank you. Cass.
0: Motion and a second. Any questions, discussion on that? All in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Five zero. That motion carries. Thank you very much for your time.
5: All right. Thank you, Diamond. Thank you. Thanks, you, sir. Sorry, I went over.
1: You'll find out. Good update. Thank you very much, Dr. I Appreciate that. Okay, commissioners, we can go into uh, normal business. So, if you want to turn to tab number two, we have the Department of Public Works. I've got uh, a few items for this evening's consideration. So uh, tab number two, item one on pages one through four is a recommendation for a purchase of some state owned right-of-way down at uh, adjacent to the Kent Island High School. And there's an exhibit in your book there that shows this little section of -of right-of-way right next to the the baseball field and the, it looks like the soccer fields there.
2: Um, is there a reason why we would want
8: to... Uh, aside from a buffer, just a buffer for the Board of Ed. That's all it provides.
2: That's a buffer that the, count, the state owns right now and they want us to take it.
8: It's the old railroad, railroad
1: right away okay. that they're getting rid of. Yeah, the state's going through, you know, disposition of public right-of-way properties and they've reached out to the county to see if we'd be interested in acquiring this piece. We feel that it is probably appropriate for us to, to pick this up for uh, $18,500 $18, from the state. Um, there is a sewer line through here as well, which provides an additional buffer there between uh, Love Point Road, the uh, Route 18, and the, and
3: the school. I move to purchase the state right away land identified as parcel one for the amount of $18,500.
2: Second.
3: You got a motion, a second. Any discussion on that?
0: All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Five zero, that motion carries. Commissioners, thank you very
1: much. Uh, Item number two on uh, pages five through 25 is the uh, assemblage of information, our priority letter for the 2022 annual Department of Transportation tour when uh, Secretary Ports and his entourage come to visit us each year to ask for our highest priorities for the uh, consolidated transportation plan. So he'll be coming down with his metal administrators, Aviation, State Highway, Port Authority, Transit, MTA to review those um, programs for the next five years so um, Steve Cahoon here our infrastructure planner has put together the packet here all the uh, related information so this is for your review and if you want to highlight anything particular or if you have any other projects you want us to put forth on the list for our meeting this is for next our next meeting our next meeting. Commissioner meeting they'll all be here for the presentation so
9: yep, there, there's just um, a few points I want to make um, the, your priority letter is very similar to previous years. Um, it's taken some time for some of these things to uh, come to fruition. Um, one of the main points in your priority letter is to address congestion at the Bay Bridge and add capacity crossing the bay. Um, as everybody knows, the Tier 2 NEPA study has been initiated, it is um, started, and um, our participation in that process over the next four to five years, why it um, goes through Uh, to completion will be uh, important so um, we have been successful uh, due to the efforts of the commissioners to um, get that Tier 2 NEPA started um, and and that number one priority is moving forward. Um, Another priority the commissioners have was um, to look at safety improvements and construction along Maryland 18 corridor from Castle Marina Road to Kent Narrows. Um, MDOT will be announcing during the tour that they're um, providing $500,000 for a study Mm -hmm. of Maryland 18. Um, That um, corridor has been uh, on your priority list for many, many years and um, this is progress moving forward. To study that corridor, identify some specific improvements, safety improvements, widening, Pedestrian and bike improvements along that corridor. So hopefully they can provide more details about that when they're here um, in two weeks. Um, the US 5213 interchange has been a top priority for many years uh, for the commissioners. Um, that does fall along the US 50 corridor, and I think now that Um, The U.S. 5301 corridor has been the selected corridor for a future bay crossing that um, raises the importance of those improvements along Route 50. Um, As you recall, uh, the safety improvements from Queenstown to Y Mills, Um, widening from four to six lanes and overpasses has been in the CTP for many years. Um, For the last 15 years it has not been funded, but due to MDOT's investment along that corridor, the purchase of -of right-of-way, the amount of engineering that's been done, they've kept it in there as a placeholder. Um, And again, because that corridor, the 5301 corridor has been selected through the tier one NEPA process as as the corridor where any future capacity
2: at either side of the the replacement bridge eventually.
9: Well and and it's in that corridor and now's the time to dust off those old plans to start taking a look at that right away. You know I would certainly suggest we start to um, uh, meet with MDOT and you know find out the status of those plans. You know what the future is and what can be done there. Uh, you know continue uh, looking at improvements on 301 um, repaving um, areas we have seen some uh, repaving on 301 southbound although there's uh, more to be done Um, our support for transit um, is always in our priority letter and then also bike and pet improvements the pedestrian overpass um, over 5301 has been discussed um, several times over this last year um last couple years and if that's something um you know it is listed in your priority letter and would be a topic appropriate to bring up during the tour if you if you wish um, so aside from that um, i also listed in your letter the different uh, bay bridge improvements bay bridge projects um you know we always try to list those you know since they impact our county what's going on on the bay bridge Um, Always try to make sure you're aware of the different um, projects there. We have the consolidated transportation plan um, identifies tier two NEPA study, that'll be moving forward. Also, the um, eastbound um, brick uh, bay bridge deck rehabilitation, Um, that is listed in there. It's in the very early stages right now, but that's a project we'll be tracking as it moves forward. Um, the automated lane closures, everybody's been watching the progress on them, um, traveling that corridor, they are um, nearing completion and um, you know the MDOT will give us an update on when they go into operation in two weeks. (laughs) So um, that's you know what's in our letter and the um, CTP, if there's additional topics, um, additional items, transportation items, intersection improvements, Uh, we want to touch on I'm happy to um, take those back to MDOT and make sure they're prepared for the for the tour meeting with information for you. Route 18 from 301 to Nesbitt for sure.
6: I mean they went in and they chopped off a couple of those speed bumps but I mean that's just I'd like to know when the last time that was milled or paved because it's it's got to be 25-30 years old. So it's just a bad section of road there and same thing with down through Graysonville, since they did that, uh, you know we were going through the towns they had that push to go through towns with new sidewalks and and whatnot that section of road eighteen through Graysonville too needs needs a looking at okay cool good,
1: and if anything else comes up the next two weeks as you're riding around on our lovely state roads just let us let us know and we'll certainly um, put those on the list for the discussion in two they're, weeks. They're in
2: front of us on October 25th? Yes.
1: Our next meeting. next meeting, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. It,
6: I believe we're starting at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock.
2: Lights with the yeah 3 o'clock. Intersect the roads.
6: Well we gotta yeah. have that discussion with them. We got them, a, we did all of our roads. Yeah. yeah. But the one that we want to do on on Route 8 there. Uh, still on they, they said it's too close to the school but my argument we should bring that up again the the caution lights for the uh, kind uh trail at 8 you know they don't want us to put that light up there because they say it's too close to the school uh, my argument is this there's, there's no sidewalks that lead out to the front of the school there's no sidewalks anywhere along route 8 where anybody walks so you know what does it matter where the you know the entrance to Ken Island High School is you know but we have a, a very busy intersection there that people use at this, at that this crossing so and there's
0: a lot of close calls that happened. absolutely uh, I get yeah people coming so, up at them frequently. I
6: would okay. definitely like to revisit that with them. I know that that was their sticking point. You're so close to the to the high school. We don't want to confuse people. Well, there's nobody there's nobody to confuse. I mean, it's just vehicles. I mean, there's no sidewalk. There's nobody walking. There's, right. there's no pedestrian foot traffic coming out of that high school across in that road. So I think they need to hopefully take another look at that and see that it does make sense. Okay. But we'll see. All righty. Good. Bueno. Next. All right. Thank you, Steve. Thank Thanks, you.
1: Steve. Okay. Our next item, Item 3, is the Slippery Hill Phase 2 and 3 PWA. Uh, this is Item 3 on page 26 through 29. But first, can we convene as the Sanitary Commission?
2: I make a motion that we convene as the Sanitary Commission. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 No (coughs) one
0: opposed? Let's do it. All right.
1: All right, I'll turn it over to Mr. Quimby.
8: Commissioners, as Todd indicated, this is the public (coughs) amendment to a public works agreement for phases two and three of the uh, Slippery Hill development. Phase two is all uh, market-driven rentals, whereas phase three has an elderly apartment component to it. of which were presented in our concept plan early on some
6: 10 or 12 or 5 or 6 years ago i guess you know now we i had this we just talked about this a little bit i mean this project from my understanding started with 108 units um 12 one bedrooms uh 66 two bedrooms and 33 bedrooms and uh I, i think that's right it's 100 108 original mm-hmm. um, and now it's up to 186 with the senior Well, the way the senior uh, units were 50. which is 46 of them 46 okay but we've had conversations with the developer that it doesn't seem like the senior aspect that this is going to be built on or is that your feeling because they were funding well they they
1: were seeking out some additional local support Right. you know for the cost overruns but, but I, it made think it
6: sound like they were going to they were going to clip the senior housing per I, I, portion of this
2: so i i don't know if any of you received a phone call from mr latefield but but i did and and you know without some additional funding for phase three for the senior housing they were going to go ahead and nix that
6: so i mean and I mean, to me that's it's important to, um, why don't we mix some of the apartments and right. make room keep, for the senior housing. Right but I guess according to our attorneys you can't extort them like that. Is that kind of right Amy? <laughs> that seems
7: to be what I've heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm.
6: I have not
8: heard
1: anything in that regard. Okay. But that doesn't mean I'm saying that. Mm. Well does the PWA need to be adjusted to reflect the, uh, the use? Oh, well it
6: will. It does. I mean, they, is there a time constraint to them? I mean, if they can they say, well, we'll have the senior portion done in two years and that locks them into that price? Or does it, if they, does it the all got to go together at the same time?
3: We still have the callback we put into effect a few years ago. That they'd have to pay for it. If they, don't, if they don't break ground on it, then they either got to pay it or give it back. They have to re-up it again, pay in full, or give it back to us, the allocation. Okay. But we've already approved this allocation. That's the problem. Right. It's just tightening yeah. it up. So, right.
6: Well, originally, I mean, the allocation was approved originally for the the 108, and like I said, it's 186 now. So, but we already approved that as well. I know it, not knowing what was coming down the road. Okay. Well, I move to execute the public works agreement with GSH Slippery Hill LLC to allow them to construct the Phase Two and Phase Three apartment buildings.
3: Second, and one more piece of discussion: there. the clock starts on them today, right? Once. We no, actually, community.
8: well, there, there's a couple of milestones. A, Clark actually starts when you grant the allocation. Okay, so they're already on the clock.
6: They're already on the clock. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: Motion to second. Any other discussion?
6: We, you know, one time I, I think we looked at this because this is uh, Amy. What's the type of? Uh, I hate to use it.
2: workforce house. Thank workforce, you, workforce house. Thank you. So uh,
6: we one time I thought we asked if we could find out how many people actually were living in Queen Anne's County that moved to yeah, those yeah. versus to those units or versus from other counties moving there. And did we ever get any
2: response to that? We did get a
6: response. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but we did get a
1: response to that. Well, we could just, I can get that for you. Yeah, sure. Thank you.
2: Hey, do we know what their occupancies are now in that first phase? Are they sold out or? That's my understanding. Yes. Okay, But the commercial down below. Oh, yeah. commercial.
3: <laughs> but see, that's again, an, Amy's here and it's something I've been talking we've really got to look at that mm-hmm. because I don't I I think it's kind of getting archaic with the building over top things you yes. got a lot of empty spaces yep. so we're just creating more
8: getting back to the clock ticking I think I said it here somewhere that was the allocation was granted quite some time ago was it not Oh, and the, I don't know where we are on that in regards to that number they may be close to pushing a deadline already I mean, it's been a while. It has been a
3: while. <laughs> from the original, not from the the when they came back and asked for more, but the original was at least. Original and that, that's case. gone because they're they're done with that.
8: But when they came back and, and requested additional allocation, I think that clock is pretty much run up too.
3: But so, but they asked for they asked for additional, but some of what they haven't built was under the original, correct? Correct. Okay. This was just to get them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's been out there for as long well, as I've well. been commissioner. So we will tell you that. It's been a while.
0: Any other discussion?
3: All those in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Can you get get that information, get it back to Todd so he can get it out to us, just kind of where they are on that clock? Yeah. I mean, um, yes. Okay.
1: It's been a while already.
0: Good for me. Good they me.
1: Okay, I think that's all we have for the Department of Public Works, unless you had any other questions for these gentlemen while they're here. If not, very well. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you both. Okay. uh, Item number two, um, excuse me, item number one, under tab three, three, in our regular action items this evening, we have uh, proclamation 22 42 for White Cane Awareness Day.
2: Yes, I have the pleasure pleasure of reading this. Um, Proclamation 22-42, whereas the white cane, which every blind citizen of our county has the right to carry, demonstrates and symbolizes the ability to achieve full and independent life and the capacity to work productively in competitive employment. And whereas the white cane, by allowing every blind person to move freely and safely from place to place, makes it possible for the blind to fully participate and contribute in our society and to live the lives they want and whereas every citizen should be aware that the law requires that motorists and cyclists exercise appropriate caution when approaching a blind person carrying a white cane and whereas maryland law also calls upon employers both public and private to beware of and utilize the employment skills of our blind citizens by recognizing their worth as individuals and their productive capabilities, their capacities. And whereas the state of Maryland through the public agencies and with the cooperative assistance of the National Federation of the the Blind of Maryland can and should facilitate the expansion of employment opportunities for a greater acceptance of blind persons in the competitive labor market. Now, therefore, we, the County Commissioners of Queen Anne's County, do hereby proclaim October 15th, 2022, as White Cane Awareness Day in Queen Anne's County, and do call upon all schools, colleges, and universities to offer full opportunities for training to blind persons, upon employers and the public to utilize the available skills and competent, competent blind persons, and to open new opportunities for the blind and are in our rapidly changing society. And upon all citizens to recognize the white cane is a tool of independence for blind pedestrians and our streets and highways signed by the county commissioners thank you
6: hey before we go any further i want to correct something uh, nancy that was just here a second ago uh just informed me that the crosswalk light is ordered it should be installed here within the next two months right Right. Yeah and what the argument was or the disagreement was shouldn't call it an argument is we wanted the constant flashing like all the other ones and the state says no that'll confuse people at the school so it's push button and you know how many people use a crosswalk and never hit the push button but so they
0: have to dismount the bike push the button right
6: and then, you know. and then cross but we're going to get that light there we're going to get that okay. it'll be push button and then we'll see if we can work our way from there to constant flashing so. So, thank you, Nancy.
0: Can't they get something that senses the bike? Yeah, wouldn't that be inside? nice? I mean, yeah. in this day and age, that's not yeah. possible. Uh, mm-hmm. So
6: yeah, that's right. The problem is, if it senses it, then it's got to go through the cycle, and you're already across, and away you go. Yeah. Okay. So. Well. anyways, thanks. All right. Very good. All right, commissioners. Uh, staying
1: in uh, Tab 3, item number 2, we have a growth allocation petition. This is actually an extension request from Nashville Properties. Uh, This is a, they have filed a growth allocation petition uh, requesting uh, reclassification of 2.8 acres from LDA to intensely developed area, and that is, um, they're proposing 156,000 square feet, uh, four-story self-storage facility with interior access and associated parking. And we have over 460 acres of growth allocation remaining, and like I said, they are Uh, requesting a 60-day extension to address Planning Commission comments
6: yes so this is only an extension this only allows the process to move forward it's not us granting anything so I move to grant a 60-day review extension in accordance with 14 1-77 C for the growth allocation petition submitted by Nashville properties LLC requesting to reclassify 2.811 acres of limited development area to intensely intensely developed area as grounds to grant the 60-day extension I cite the need to provide adequate time for the applicant to address Planning Commission's technical comments which will ensure that the growth allocation petition and affiliated concept plan are consistent.
9: Second.
0: Motion and a second. Any discussion on that? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Approved. 5-0. Move to the next. All right. Thank you very much. Item 3
1: on pages 19 and 20 is a funding request from the alumni of South County and Conard Elementary Schools and uh, that group is hosting a cultural evening on November the 5th at the Kent Island Fire Department uh, honoring uh, teachers that taught at the two schools and also the recognition of the 6th graders in the last segregated classes in Queen Anne's County and they are asking for respectfully requesting $3,000 to assist with funding that particular event.
6: I move to assist with funding for the South County and Kennard Elementary Schools event on November 5th, 2022 in the amount of $4,000. Second. (laughs) You remember that, Phil? Yeah,
0: (laughs) we got a, uh, a motion and a second. Any discussion? All those in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? You got, you got that, Marty? Four thousand. That was for four thousand. I didn't hear that. Okay. All right. All right. Jim's just keeping you alert, mm-hmm. making sure you're on your toes.
1: I'll be delighted for that. Ought
6: to be a good event. Fifty-year aff- yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Ought to be a good event. That's
1: good. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen, we have a couple of budget amendments next. Uh, item number four on page 21 is budget amendment CC-22 for the Office of the Sheriff. This is for a um, police accountability, community, and transparency grant for 300,
2: $312,470. I move that we approve budget amendment CC-22 no additional county funds. with no additional county funds required. Second. Motion to second. Any
0: discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right. Five in favor. Let's go. Okay. Thank you, commissioners. Uh, Item number
1: five on page 22 is budget amendment CC23, Railroad railroad Avenue uh, Mold Mitigation, and this is for $150,000 to establish budget authority at the sheriff's office uh, for mitigation project for emergency mold mitigation. Where? at the uh, Railroad Avenue building, which is the sheriff's office, really ductwork cleaning. Um, uh, Mr. Quimby's here. He may have some more details about that. But they've they've had some um, ongoing off and on moisture issue m- moisture issues in that in that building. It was formerly a, a garage and a print shop, so it's it's uh, mm. it's been difficult. It's to all keep over the from. ceiling, so,
7: isn't
8: yeah. it? Yeah, over there. Uh, it's got a false ceiling between the uh, Drainage is all, uh,
2: and <laughs> so, so, but see, so we're going to mitigate, so we're going to do duct cleaning and, 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 uh, and mitigate any surface mold. But my question is, it's just going to come back if you don't take care of the source, right?
8: You have to control moisture. Okay. We're replacing the duct.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Um,
8: it has what do you call it, duct board in there now, which kind of, a perfect uh, medium to grow We're replacing it with steel and they also have a oversized apparently have an oversized hvac unit in there that's short circuits all the time so it never draws the moisture out of the air like it should so we think hopefully between those two things get the the mold out that's there and
3: control the moisture that'll solve it can i recommend an uv lights in this unit can you have you what i recommend we put uv lights in the unit if we're having mold issues because they are great for mitigation as well as future ongoing mitigation correct and they're inexpensive and it's it's you put them right in the ductwork yeah Mm goes right in the ductwork in the return section i'll look into it
0: all right all right any more discussion all in favor Uh, Aye. aye
3: any opposed hold on we didn't make a motion there. We didn't make the motion, but there was no motion. We started. I make discussing. a
2: motion that we approve uh, budget amendment CC 23 Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 The opposed? Thank you, Marge. This time
0: it's approved. I thought we had a motion. We've been in meetings yeah. since one o'clock, so. I know, I might brainwash. <laughs> All right. All
1: right, thank you, commissioners And our last budget amendment this evening is C- budget amendment CC 24 for the uh, Southern Kent Island community mains phase four. And this establishes budget authority for the community mains on phase four of the project. um, Total cost of about $12 million.
3: Can I get a motion? Motion to approve CC24. No additional county funds are requested.
0: Second. Motion and a second. Any discussion? Hard to He's believe fair. we're
3: phase four, I tell you what, phase four. I tell
2: you four. what, I didn't think we'd ever hear that phrase, that number. All in favor? Right, Alan. Uh, Aye. Aye.
3: Any opposed? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't telling Alan enough that you don't think about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's,
0: That's everything. to move up to
3: Somersville. Yeah, that is all of
1: our items <laughs> this evening, commissioners. That's... Do uh,
0: we have anybody uh, press and public comment?
1: Um, any press and public comment, part two? Thank you, Commissioner. Anybody?
0: anybody? All right. Thank you, Alan. Go uh, to round table. Who would I guess. like to go first? Bill has nothing. I have nothing. Cool. Me? No, I would like to say, oh, happy birthday, Commissioner Wilson. Right? Does it say your birthday? No,
7: it, it it will be before long, but happy
0: yeah. <laughs> birthday. What? I thought
2: today was your birthday. Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Yeah. I'm a- okay, it. we'll get you in two weeks. All so right.
7: I want to say that uh, I want to commend Mr. Mon, who when I clumsily did a backflip and broke two ribs <laughs> three days ago, came and sat with me in the ER for two or three hours in the most gentlemanly and, you know, certainly uh, absolutely first class nurse.
2: <laughs> uh, so, so you, you're finished doing backflips now, right? Is that safe to say or? I
7: you don't know. You, you, in this life, it, it's hard to guarantee anything. <laughs> I got nothing. You but, got nothing. You know, I'm I'm here and uh, up and running, in good shape. Which after uh, five days, I'd heard it was worse than this. So
0: well, then we're glad that you'll make it to your birthday on the 28th. Then. Um,
3: mm-hmm. I got nothing.
6: Motion to adjourn. So moved. Second.
0: All in favor?
6: Aye. Aye.